I'm going to the well and there is nothing there. <laughs> like I have scraped that thing clean. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Casey and Chuck here, and welcome to episode 29 of the Leadership for Life podcast. Happy to be here. Chuck, nice to see you. Likewise. I hope people are, I mean, I'm sure that there will be, you know, somewhat teasers in the description or the names of, or the, of this episode, but, um, we're going to cover some ground and give some updates on what we've been up to, what um, has occurred in our lives, and hold on to your socks. That's the my first piece of advice, just right out of the gate. Hold on to your socks. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's one of those sayings that I always wonder where it comes from. Do you ever do that? I hear these sayings, and I, and I always wonder where they come from. Many of the sayings I hear, uh, quite honestly... Uh, are offensive, well, right? When you think that. of like diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, those yes. kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but hold on to your socks. I'm not real sure. Um, I don't know either. I I picture Charlie Brown. You know when he was when he would pitch on the mound, and he would you know throw the ball, and then to get hit right back at him, and would literally knock his socks off. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I, that cannot be the source of it, but that's what leaps to mind. Sometimes, sometimes you're Charlie Brown, aren't you? Just life just sometimes, sometimes you just feel like Charlie yeah. Brown. I bet a lot of folks in 2020 felt like old, yeah, yeah, Charlie Brown, yeah. Um, but sometimes we're Lucy, sometimes we're, yeah, I think sometimes we're Snoopy, you know, like is Lucy a winner or is she a bully? She's a jerk. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> right. I'm real right. comfortable with that. Snoopy winner. Yeah. Everything winner works out for Snoopy. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, happy. Generally pretty happy, you know. So okay. we uh we have not recorded an episode now, I think in a couple of weeks, right? We were trying to do one every week and yeah. we pushed pause and we'll get into why that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's been a little bit, hasn't it? It had, yeah, I think at least two weeks. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, since then, folks, we have welcomed Sri Lanka to the Leadership for Life uh, listening family. Welcome. Welcome, Sri Lanka. I'm happy to have you. I'm glad very, you're here. Yes. Yeah. We, I mean, honored, honored to. Are you kidding you know, me? At Sri Lanka to the, to the listening family, you know? We might very well be the most listened to podcast in Sri Lanka. It could be. I, I say that without any scientific data or proof. Right. But I think it could potentially be. It could be. Case. I mean, I would get bet a lot of money, probably not, but you never know. We don't know that much about Sri Lanka, but we're willing to learn. And so Are you kidding me? Yeah. 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 Very uh, uh, attractive flag, Sri Lanka. Um, I, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, for those of you that are listening via podcast, um, I'm I'm watching Chuck here, and I'm and I'm assuming Chuck, we're going to post this on YouTube um, sure. like we did before. Uh, behind Chuck is a window, and just over your appears to me your left shoulder, and the blinds are open, and I just keep waiting for some scary face. <laughs> My wife has me watching scary movies all the time, uh, and it's really starting to brainwash me. I'm waiting for some masked killer to just kind of peer up over that window. Yeah, and uh, you know that's a horror movie. That that right there, what I just gave you, yeah. is a plot in a horror movie. Yeah, because I can't do anything to stop it, Chuck. Right. I just watch it happen. Well, that's it. Like the sound would go off for some reason. And so you'd be like trying to tell me to like turn around and I wouldn't be able to see. Um, And that's when Sugar would jump in and save the day just right at the last second. Gotta always bet on Sugar. (laughs) Always bet on Sugar. Okay. (laughs) Good deal. Okay, my friend, do we want to jump into this or what? Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about, um, why don't you talk about kind of what you have been up to? and then after you get done, then um, I will I will talk about what I've been up to, and we can kind of compare and contrast a little bit, and talk about what we might have learned 
about the last few the you know last week or so or two weeks and sure. and etc so okay so just kind of an overview of what what life has looked like a little bit first yep okay so um yeah so i'll give you the quick reminder here of what's happened folks um chuck and i worked for a company called travel and transport uh, i know that some of our listeners are former uh, travel and transport uh, family members with us. We miss you. We love you dearly. Um, Chuck and I had a great time. I think we both, I, I'll speak for Chuck and tell you that nothing but just an amazing experience there at that company. The leadership was just fantastic uh, among the very best that I've ever seen. And uh, I had been there for two years, Chuck much longer. COVID hit. And when COVID hit, we lost uh, over 90% of our business. I was furloughed without pay in March of 2020 with the thought that we would come back eventually at that time. Right, folks, if you remember, uh, none of us really knew what life was going to look like. No one predicted that we were going to be out of work for an entire year, um, quarantined and not doing anything. Nobody really knew what to expect. Um, around June or July, I began to really expect, uh oh, this is not going to go well. Um, I, I really did begin to feel like even if we went back to the company or if the company opened back up, they weren't going to be able to bring everybody back. And I thought that things might look a little bit crazy and I could potentially be looking for other jobs. Um, still was furloughed, though. And so I started my uh, started coaching people. I started a, a leadership development piece where I was running a program for folks just trying to stay busy. Uh, more than anything, I, I, Chuck and I are big on impacting lives. We want to add value to people, and COVID wasn't going to stop me. So I really wanted to keep doing that. And of course, we dove headfirst into the podcast. Um, we stayed very, very busy. It was rewarding, and I loved it. Um, I officially left Travel and Transport in November as that company was purchased uh, by another firm, and uh, they had their own departments in place. Uh, there was no place for for us there and financially, I just think the travel industry just isn't ready to bring, wasn't ready to bring a huge piece of the population back to work uh, with travel and transport. So I began thinking, okay, well, do I wanna find something else or do I not wanna find something else? Do I wanna continue my coaching piece and just keep doing that for a while? And was fortunate enough to be able to kind of take my time and think about it. And in all honesty, Chuck, I changed my mind four or five times. <laughs> uh, there was times where I said, I'm not going to search for anything else. And then there was other times where I'm like, okay, I, I need to go ahead and search and interview and whatever the case may be. I, I was really kind of being selective and was open to going back, uh, to another place, but it had to be right. It had to be the right fit for me, a place where, um, I could have an impact on the lives of others. I, I, I measure success by the level of impact that I'm able to produce. Um, I want to add value to people as much as I can. I say all that to say this. My former uh, supervisor, her name is Jamie, who is about maybe the most wonderful person you could ever meet. Um, she called me one night and was just like, hey, I, I don't want to volunteer you for things, but I just talked to someone and I think this job might be perfect for you. Would you be open to speaking with her? And I said, sure. Jamie set it up. I spoke with this lady the next day. The conversation went wonderful. Um, I felt really good. I'm, I would be replacing her as she was uh, moving out of state with her husband for some other employment options. Well, I, okay, that conversation went really good. So I met with the CEO. Um, I think two days later, after that conversation, I really did feel like this is where I wanted to be. I wanted to be in this place. I had heard about the team. I had talked with the CEO and our vision for what we wanted to create was just perfectly in alignment. I think we saw things the same in order to make it really an amazing experience and saw things differently enough to where we could balance each other out and really, really uh, challenge one another to do some amazing things. 
So, yeah, I said, I'm very interested in this job. I went ahead and applied, uh, officially applied for the position. I met with the team, I think, two days after that. Uh, it was a kind of like a group interview with the team. Fabulous conversation with the team, um, small team, but. Was man, that in person a, or was it was it virtual? It was all virtual, okay. all virtual. Fabulous interview with them. Uh, just a great conversation with them. I did some presenting for them, kind of showing my flair for how I like to facilitate conversations and such. And then after that, uh, I think the next day or the day after I met with the board and just uh, had a wonderful experience with the board. Uh, they were fabulous. They were just fabulous. They created a great atmosphere, great culture. I felt at ease there. And if I may be so bold, Chuck, as to tell you, it might very well, it, it no, you know what, Chuck? It was the best interview I've ever given. I mean to tell you, Chuck, I was on fire. Every question that was asked of me, uh, I was I was hitting it out of the park. Do you know why? Because I was just being me. Mm -hmm. I was really speaking from the heart about leadership and about impacting lives. So that was about a week and a day since everything had started, since Jamie reached out to me. A week and a day, folks. A week and a day. That's fast. That's fast. The night of my board interview, the CEO texted me and said, can I talk to you tonight? I said, sure. We got on the phone and he said, you'll get an offer letter tomorrow. This was on a Thursday. But I really want you to join this team. Um, he told me what all of the offer was going to be. I agreed to it immediately. We don't, we don't need to negotiate. We don't need to talk about anything. This is where I want to be. Let's make this happen. That was a Thursday. When can you start, he said. I said, I'll be there on Monday. I'll be there on Monday. I'm ready to get to work. Fabulous experience. Um, a wonderful team. So I am now the director of education for the Business Ethics Alliance in, here in Omaha. What that does, uh, that uh, a little bit of history there for the Alliance, for those of you that may be listening. And by the way, let me just add, have no fear. The podcast isn't going anywhere. The yep, podcast isn't it. going anywhere, people. Yep. Huh? We've talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. We've already, we've already talked about this. Yep. We're both fully committed to this podcast. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. So uh, the Alliance was formed about 12 years ago in partnership with Creighton University the Better Business Bureau, the Chamber of Commerce, and the larger Omaha business community. It's really a unique organization. Uh, no, no other organization like it exists across the country. And we provide leadership development uh, to organizations through an ethics lens. So we really talk about ethics. And, and our goal is to really position Omaha, really position Omaha as the kind of the beacon for ethical business operations across the country. And we're already starting to reach outside of Omaha and go to some other places and work with some other organizations. It's just a fabulous experience. I will be going into businesses and working with teams, CEOs, and so forth, um, just delivering different ethics-based uh, leadership development pieces. We also have executive luncheons. We do a, an emerging leader program. And then we also have a, our big annual event called ethics space where we bring in, you know, five, six, 700 people at a time, uh, to really just network about ethics. We bring in guest speakers and so forth. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a nonprofit. Have you worked at a nonprofit before? I have, um, you know, in all honesty, since leaving the military, um, I went to work for state government. Um, and then went to work for a nonprofit and then went to travel and transport and now here. So in all honesty, the question is, have you worked for a for-profit company before? And right. I can say, yeah, once. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a wonderful experience. But I'll tell you that travel and transport had a lot of DNA that you see in nonprofits. For sure. In regards to people just caring about the mission and 
being very, very passionate about the people they serve and the organization. So uh, listen, I, I am excited. I'm pumped up. It is, Jamie had said, uh, this is the perfect job for you. In fact, when she was speaking with the lady before ever I ever came into the picture, Jamie said to her, uh, I am not the person for this job, but I know who is. Uh, he is the perfect fit for this position. Why? Because it's about impact. I have an opportunity here with this team. Uh, we can really impact the city of Omaha, the greater Omaha area. Um, it's just such a unique experience. And I am just totally excited. I'm moving into my, I guess I'm in my second week here, getting ready to close out my second week um, with the Alliance. And I'm just, I'm just utterly excited. I really don't have the words to even describe it. I look, this is how perfect it is. When I was in the military many, many moons ago, I said to my wife, I had forgotten this. My wife reminded me. I said, you know, ideally, it'd be great to work on a college campus. And she says, why? And I said, well, it's beautiful. Like, I really, you know, I'm inspired by, by scenery and, and things like that. So it would just be wonderful to be able to walk a college campus. And you know how they are. They're always so well manicured and Mm -hmm. uh, they have art on campuses and it's just so cool to kind of a lively yeah kind of a lively environment as well yeah like, well you got the the young students there like there's a lot of energy there yeah and then uh, the buildings are just beautiful well my office is on creighton university campus where i, mean, I went you, to school you went to creighton yeah mm -hmm. wonderful it's yeah. a wonderful school it's fabulous we are connected with the hyder school of business uh, man, it's just wonderful. I, I honestly cannot, I just can't, I, I, I really do struggle finding the words to talk about how fortunate I am to just be where I'm at. I felt like, you know, and we, we had discussed a little bit of this on the podcast that like it was going to take, then your next opportunity was going to have to be something extraordinary because like, it felt like you had, you like this experience had changed you, I think, in, in for the better of like understanding what you wanted to do and the impact you wanted to have. And so, you know, this is such a, um, it's just such a perfect match for kind of what you were wanting, at least as, a, as I understood it, you know, like you didn't want to just go back to, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, leadership training or whatever, but like, it just seemed like, you were ready for kind of like the next phase. And that's, it's, again, as I understand it, it seems like exactly what this is. Well, I appreciate that. And um, yeah, I think you're right. I um, Listen, I, and I know we're going to get into lessons learned here in a little bit, but um, if I, if COVID hadn't happened, right, I would have never left travel and transport. I mean, I was happy there. Jamie and I were a fantastic team. Uh, she was just wonderful to work with and for. The company was outstanding. I would have, I would have never even been interested in anything else. I turned it down. Look, there was people asking me for things while I was at TNT Travel and Transport, and I just didn't even entertain them because I was so content and so happy. And then COVID hit, and yes, Chuck, I, I think I. I started measuring impact and I started saying like, listen, man, if you, in all honesty, if you can do what you do with 10 to 15 people in a room, if, if you can have an impact on with 25 people in a room, if you can go and deliver um, keynote speeches with, I don't even know how many people is a corporate conference. What is that? Is it over two, three hundred? I, I really have yeah, no idea. Like, like three hundred or something, maybe. If you can, if you can control a room like that and create feelings and emotions and change, why couldn't you do that all the time? Like you need to be impact. I felt like I had a. I was looking for an opportunity to really have a larger impact. Of course, you're right. There's nothing wrong with what I was doing. I would have stayed there forever. But I, I did also step back and begin to think about, okay, how can we how can we impact 
lives. You and I have talked uh, a lot about this podcast. That's the whole point of this is this is how we're going to measure success. We said this from day zero. We're going to measure success by how we impact the lives of others. Yeah. And that's the deepness, that level of impact and the width, like how many people yeah. we're impacting as well. Um, I am just excited to see what we can do for certainly this company, but for the businesses here in Omaha, we, we already have trustees. So these are businesses that are saying, Hey, we want to work with you. Uh, 340 plus companies are already saying, yes, we're dead. We're, we're wanting to dedicate ourselves to ethics. We love your mission of positioning Omaha the way you want to do it. And we want to work with you. Uh, I mean, that's huge. I think what we'll be doing is really, um, you know, moving this organization forward internally. There's some things that we can do to make it better and increasing revenue streams, but really just reaching, reaching out and, and extending that impact, mm-hmm. extending that impact as far as we, as we can go. I, I'm truly excited. You know, we, we developed a workshop for the Council Bluffs Chamber of Commerce they turned around and said, Hey, we have business ethics Alliance, uh, doing this workshop. It sold out in two weeks. Uh, so much so that they turned around and, and welcomed us back for another one down the road. It's the company's very well respected and, um, we're about to go to a whole new level folks. That's my goal. Uh, we always want to go to a no- new level and, um, yeah, and I think we're about to do so. I, I I'm just excited, man. I, I struggle. I really do struggle with words and anyone that knows me knows that's very difficult to do. Um, I always have words to say, but I really am just taken aback at how it all happened. And um, look, 11 months without a position and then one week, yeah, one week, everything yeah. changed. Think I about want- that for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's just one of the like things that just kind of makes you scratch your head about that we're going to kind of get into, but I am, as I told you, like, I am so excited for you, um, as your friend. And I'm also excited about like what potential changes it might bring to the podcast, you know, like what other kind of issues that might, you know, that we might, you know, I, I think that the idea of kind of ethical business is one that is, you know, super relevant for our times as I think that there is uh, more and more pressure for businesses to show that they are a entity for good beyond just hiring, you know, you know, employing people, but they are an entity for good in their community. And so, you know, the degree to which we can kind of branch into that, I think is super interesting. And, but number one, I'm just excited, you know, for you, because I just think this is going to be great for you. So, well, thanks, man. I, I am, I really, I'm truly, truly excited. Um, I, I, there's nothing like getting up every single day, excited to go to work. Um, I did that for two years at travel and transport. Every single day, I was excited to go to work. There was days where I came home, maybe frustrated, maybe I could maybe count a total of one week, maybe in two years where I came home frustrated and maybe it wasn't a great day. But all in all, for two years, I went to work happy and I came home happy. And that was really um, a piece for me to say, like, you deserve this. Don't just rush out and jump into something else. You deserve to be happy and make sure you're finding the right place. Yeah. Um, where you can do that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so that's me. Okay. So then as... now pause, hold on. So I want to add one more and then I want you, I want you to go. Okay. Thursday, when I got the offer, it was a Thursday. Mm-hmm. The first thing I did was walk down to my wife and I said, man, I sure hope everything works out with Chuck on this job. I hope he gets an offer. That's what I said mm-hmm. on a Thursday. Okay. okay. All right. Unpause, go. Okay. So um, similar story to Casey, you know, was 
we had to work full, you know, half time and then it was furloughed, then it was laid off. And so my laid off day was, or final day was in September. So been looking since, you know, like in earnest since for sure, probably July is the, um, so I've been looking, looking, had some like close calls, to some close calls at the same place a few times. And um, and then I think we mentioned, um, again, on the podcast of like, you know, Christmas was kind of like a slow time. Nobody was doing anything. And I was kind of losing a little bit of my um, strut, as Casey likes yeah. to say. Um, yeah. And... Um, and then like once like Christmas was over, then like things started kind of getting a little bit busier. And um, I don't know, a while ago, you know, I was just applying to all these jobs and, and I looked, I think I got a, a message recently. I think it was January 15th. I applied for this job. And I started, um, I think I had an interview with HR and then I had, um an interview with the with who, my supervisor and then i ended up having to do a, this writing assessment which t- it was a two-hour live writing assessment so they gave you live wow yeah these assignments and you had to write them you know like just what like, like what were you writing about like what well like uh, it would be for instance like november's national podiatry month um, <laughs> what would be some like, um, you know, like Facebook stories or, or what, how would you hype that up? Or, okay. and then like, there would be pictures that you had to caption and stuff like that. So, okay. um, so I got done and I was, you know, like I got done with maybe about 20 minutes left. So, I mean, I was going there f- for a while. So finished it up and and I'd liked everybody that I'd met, you know, I felt like my interviews had gone pretty well. And, um, and then there was like about two weeks of just like nothing. And I was like, boy, I mean, I must've blown that writing sample. Like I must have, they must've looked at it and been like, I don't even know what this is. Like, I don't, he must like, does he, does he, you know, did he go to like American, you know, educational system like we this is just this seems like maybe it's you know we're produced by somebody that doesn't really understand how to write you know in the english language so that was what all the stuff that was kind of rattling in my head and then a friend of mine who had i'd asked to write um a reference for me she was like hey did you hear anything and so i said no and i i told her that my sob story that like but you know i think i must have not done very well and so she's like, well, I, if I were you, I would check just to see, you know, like it's been two weeks or so, you should probably. And so I did, I, I followed up and I wrote the person that I you know, would be reporting to. And I was like, look, I haven't heard anything in a couple of weeks. I'm guessing that maybe something, you know, like you might've had somebody that was a better match, but if you give me any feedback, you know, any, you know, just pros, cons, whatever, I'm open to it you know, understand if you're not comfortable doing that, but regardless, it was nice meeting you, et cetera. So then event, like the next day I get a, mes- a message from their HR department saying like, hey, relax, pal, you're still in the mix, right? Just, <laughs> just uh, you know, step off the ledge, just um, this thing is still going. So, um, so then pretty quickly after that, I had two more interviews and, and then, the day, like at about 10 o'clock of the day that you got your offer, same, same exact day. Can't if you're if you've checked out of the podcast, you haven't been listening, tune back in at this moment. The exact same day that Casey got his offer, I also got an offer of a job. And because I am an idiot. <laughs> I and I've not I've never been in that situation. I was like, this was again on a Thursday. I was like, I was just, I don't know. I didn't want to freak out. I didn't want to blow it, and I didn't want to like seem too Johnny, you know, eager or whatever. So I was like, I'll get back to you over the weekend or whatever. And the HR person was like, really? Uh, 
well, if you think that's <laughs> what you want to do, you know, go and like, so, and I immediately like folded. I immediately like, she, she called my bluff and um, not that I was trying, I mean, I wasn't trying to renegotiate or angle for anything. I was just like trying not to seem like a spaz or just a overly eager person. Um, you panicked. You yes. panicked. So then like when she was like, um, like whatever, then I was like, okay, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll get back to you the next day. And, um, oh, wait, hold on. So you said, let me get back with you on Monday. Mm-hmm. And she was like, uh, okay. So you immediately shifted yes. and was like, okay, I'll get back with you tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Yes. Lesson learned. Right. Never rob a bank with you. No. Oh my God. You could, no. you could fold under questioning. Don't, I mean, don't rob a shoe shine stand with me. You know, like yeah. I'm not built for it. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I am not built for handling that kind of pressure, you know? <laughs> so, and, and I happened to be like, at the time I was kind of in the mix for, I think four different jobs. Like suddenly I think I'd figured out over the seven months or whatever crazy amount it was, I think I figured out how to, how to interview pretty well. And and um, so I had some, excuse me, I had some other jobs, you know, that were kind of in the mix, but which was part of why I was like, I didn't want to go off half cocked, you know, like I wanted to make, make a good decision. Um, but then like when I, I thought about it, I just, I realized like, this is the job that I want. Like, why am I, why am I risking the job that I want for, you know, like the possibility of maybe getting an offer of a job that I want less than this. So that's when I, you know, I think their offices were open for about (laughs) four seconds. And like, there was a phone call from me on Friday saying, if it's not too, you know, it's not too late. I'd still like that job. You know, like I was very, um, uh, over eager. Um, so, uh, so yeah, but it's crazy, right? It's crazy. That we got this, we were offered jobs on the exact same day. Yeah, we're. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't write that, right? Like you couldn't. Right. Um, and my job is, I will be a marketing coordinator at Children's Hospital here in Omaha, and one of my things that I was kind of, you know, had a, had in mind when I started my search was I would really, I really wanted to be in a nonprofit. Um, and Children's Hospital is obviously a, a large nonprofit, but it is a nonprofit. And regardless of its size, you're just in like talking to the people, like it really is, it has that, that kind of um, people first um, attitude and which is really important to me. And, you know, my former boss's boss, like when I was let go, she said to me, like, wherever you go, just make sure that they um, appreciate how special you are, which special is one of those loaded words, right? <laughs> they could be, could be good or bad, right? And I'm pretty sure she meant it in the, in the nice way, right? But, um, but I told her, because she also wrote me a letter of recommendation, I told her that, like, hey, you asked, you know, you, you told me to do this. Um, and I think I, I found that, you know, I found that um, that, that good match. And, and, um, I, everybody that I've met is super nice. The person that I'll be reporting to is super, super nice. And so, uh, listen, there'll certainly be tough days. We'll both run into that. Yeah. But Chuck, you look, I won't mention names here. We don't need to, but the other places that you were up for, one was a financial place and one was, um, a company that sells, that sells a product here, um, yeah. uh, kind of centered here in, in Omaha, right? Um, dude, you needed to be at a place like Children's Hospital. Yeah. Like just your personal values of who you are and what you care about, how much you care mm-hmm. about people. You needed to be at a place that is literally like taking care of children, like right. really caring for them and bringing them back from some yeah. terrible things that they go through and caring for the families yeah. uh, of those children as well. You needed to be at a place that had a heart 
and uh, man, did you find it. You yeah. are just in the perfect place, I think. Yeah, it's, I think it's hard to argue. I mean, it, just from what, I mean, and I think even people that listen to the podcast probably would would tend to agree with you just from the little bit that they've learned about me that, that you know, I do have relationships, are re- relationships are really important to me and um, making those personal connections. And so, yeah, I, I think that um, it was, it took long. I mean, like, you know, your thing being a, what, a week and a half, like mine, that hiring process, which I mean, you know, it takes how long it takes, but like it started in January 15th and I, my first day will be this upcoming Monday, uh, March 1st. Yeah. So it was not a week and a half, suffice it to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so no matter how long it took, I really believe you ended up where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell you, I was just as happy for you as I was uh, for me when yeah. I decided to take it. I, I was so excited. I could not believe it. Our text stream was quite funny, right? We were mm-hmm. both shocked about, are right. you kidding me? Yeah. Yes. We got this in the same day. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it, it's just, I mean, we weren't laid off the same day. We weren't, you know, we didn't have, like, there's just, there was just no way that if you had bet that you would have lost a lot of money, you know, yeah. like, um, yeah. so. You know, I don't think I've ever used that term laid off in oh. this, in 11 months. I don't think I've ever used that term. It seems violent. Um, <laughs> it just, it seems very personal like an assault on me. I've not, I've never, I've, uh, you said it and I thought, wow, I don't know that I've ever used that. Yeah. Use that term. Interesting. I had to use it because, you know, for so long I was furloughed. And so for, so that people would understand that like, you know, like for so, you know, when you're furloughed, you're not working, but like you technically still have a job and then, you know, laid off is. Yeah. You're not getting paid. Right. Yeah. 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 You have a job. Yeah. I guess technically, um, yeah, but I'm paying for my own benefits and I'm not earning a paycheck. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, um, uh, it is a, at the very least a, you know, a great coincidence. Um, and for, you know, other folks, I don't think there is such a thing as coincidence. Well, let's uh, talk about that really quick. Let's okay. kind of move into things we've learned. And and I'll tell you that I have about six things here um, that as if you're if you watch the video, you'll see me look over and write a couple of things down as you were talking, as I was talking, thoughts were popping into my head. But I have to start everything from my 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 walk in faith. Um, you and I have talked about our differences there before. Uh, I am a person of faith, whatever that means. Um, I certainly believe that, you know, there's a higher power there. You can call him or her, whatever it is you choose to call. Um, so when I went through my furlough, my wife and I had a lot of conversations about why is this happening? What's going on? And we both agreed Like, this is about faith. Casey, you need to learn how to walk in faith. You need to learn how to be faithful. Uh, Look, I I am a, I'm a pretty capable guy. I can see the writing on the wall sometimes before other people can. I can predict some problems and some troubles. And sometimes I can maneuver and take actions, right, to try to avoid those things. There's no avoiding this. There was no getting out of it. There was no working around it. I had to endure it. And I had no control over it. And my wife and I would talk frequently throughout the 11 months that, hey, nothing's going to work out until you get your faith right. These are real conversations that we would have. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would go back and forth on, I'm not going to look for a position or I am. It was all about faith, meaning, okay, do I feel like I shouldn't be back at work? Like I should be doing this podcast and my coaching and stuff. And if that's the case, I'm just going to walk by faith 
and just go for it, right? And then I would pray and I would think and consider. I'd do some writing and I'm like, well, you know, people of faith will understand, right? The hardest thing to figure out is what direction you're supposed to go. You're like, well, if I know what direction I'm supposed to go, I'll be able to have faith and just let it happen. The tricky thing about faith is that you don't know where you're at. You don't know what direction you're supposed to go. You just take a step. So I decided, well, we'll just see what happens. After a lot of prayer, I, I'll, I'll apply for a job if it looks good. But I'll also keep doing this other stuff. And we'll just see what happens. That's when I figured out faith. It's just taking a step forward and knowing that if it works out great and if it doesn't, great. You're just one step closer to what will work. And once I figured that out, this happened. Um, this happened and it fell into my lap and it was just an amazing experience. Um, so for me, I'm really walking away the main lesson and I got other things, but the main lesson was really learning how to walk in faith. And I think um, folks within the spiritual community, no matter even what religion um, you prescribe to, um, we always talk about walking in faith. So many people do, but I don't know that we truly understand it. And I don't know that you can until you do it, until you go through crisis. This was the biggest crisis I've experienced, certainly a professional crisis that I've ever experienced. Like it plays with your emotions. It plays with your ego. It, it plays with a lot of things, right? To be told, hey, no, you can't do this anymore. We don't need you here. So to be able to just walk in faith and realize that I don't have the answers and I don't have to have the answers. I want to say that again, that I don't have the answers and that I don't have to have the answers was a huge, um, was a huge growth experience for me. So that, that's my thing that I really walked away with. Number one, you know, we have kind of touched on this, I think, on a previous episode. But like what I think is super interesting is that while my journey was not powered by faith, my methodology was essentially the same, I think. Like, was it not powered by faith? Because how many times did you say to me personally now faith in what might be different? Right. But you would say to me, like, I just have faith. It's all going to work out. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have a sense of that there was going to be any kind of, you know, intervention from a greater force on my behalf. But like, I had a sense that like, I just have to keep going forward. I just have to keep moving. I just have to, similar to what you said, like, if whatever happens doesn't, doesn't work out, I think, you know, it was so well put how you said it, where it just moves me on to the thing, the next thing that's closer to, to what, so, I mean, I think I just trusted the process. Yeah. Like similar to like, um, you know, like a basketball shooter trust his, his, his system of, you know, like if I shoot, you know, 300 three pointers every morning, then I know that I'm going to be fine, you know, once the season kind of rolls around, like just trusted kind of the tools that I had. And in terms of mental health, in terms of the, the actual, my ability to, you know, write cover letters and adjust my resume and just trusted those things. And I do think they got better as it went on. Yeah. But it is, um, yeah, I mean, I do think that like if you didn't know kind of what was going on in our heads, I think it would have looked pretty similar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, isn't so, that interesting? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, and we talked about this a little bit in our COVID episode, but like when you get laid off, furloughed, whatever, you know, I think the challenge is to make good use of that time, the new time that you have to expand as a person, to, to um, develop new skills, new interests, new, you know, whatever. And again, whether it was spray painting kitchen appliances or, 
you know, um, you know, building, you know, garden things in the front yard. Like I, I, I'm going to have so much just in my, you know, within my home, within my life that like, I'm going to be able to look back on 2020 slash 2021 of like, I learned so much and I did so much and I, and I mean, there's always more that you can do, but like, I generally look back on the time and think like, well, yeah, I did do some stuff, you know, and I did expand who I thought I could be. And, and um, I think it's a great example, Chuck, of do you define challenge as a burden or an opportunity? Yeah. Do you define challenge as a burden or an opportunity? We all face challenge. Every single one of us. I shared right before in a previous episode, this could very well have been the worst time of my life with just a difference in perspective, mm-hmm. the way I chose to approach things. Yeah. I approached it with trying to get better. I wanted to grow. I wanted to do some things that I hadn't had time to do before. I wanted to try to, to meet people I hadn't met before. I wanted to reach out and touch lives I hadn't touched before i wanted i wanted my voice to go to sri lanka mm-hmm. yeah and hadn't done that before right um so yes much like what you're saying i'm walking away from all of this uh man i'm better mm-hmm. like i'm better i'm stronger i chuck are you scared of the next challenge definitely i mean and we talked about this like if you had told me at the beginning of 2020, you were going to get laid off and you are not going to find a job until, you know, March of 2021. I would have thought like, oh, <laughs> I am going to be a piece of work by the time. That <laughs> I am. And, and, you know, like, and we talked about this in our COVID thing, like we both have benefits, have, have systems in place, you know, where, which which protect us from some of the realities of what other people have gone through in terms Absolutely. of COVID, you know? So like not, I'm not, I don't judge anybody. And I'm sure you don't either. If, if you do not feel like, you know, this has been the, you know, like your year of growth or whatever, you know, like everybody is, has their own, um, has their own story and their own um, background. And, yes. um, but Person, you know, for me, for sure, I think I, I would have, I don't, I found just a, a, just a um, well of optimism and confidence that like, I don't know that I had before, um, before all this happened. And just, I mean, logistically, like the job that I have, like, I don't even know that I knew that that job was out there. Like not specifically that job, but like the role that I'm like, it is such a exactly what I want to be doing in the world of marketing. But I didn't know that you could do that. Like, I didn't know that you could you could kind of, you know, like manage a certain area of the brand and, and you know, take ownership over the, those things. Like I come from a world where, you know, it was kind of one or two people that were manage this one central brand and um, it sure looked like fun, but like, you know, I didn't know that I could ever crack that, you know? And so, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I just, I always marvel at that, you know, there's no sense in getting down about like what you think is going to happen because you cannot, know what is going to happen like there the world is so much bigger than what your brain you know can put together and so um so yes and answer your question yes i mean it's just such a different it's such but, a different um, experience but you do feel like the world is stacked against you in some way when you're going through challenge and which is going to lead me to my second thing i learned and we're going to have a little fun with this one mm-hmm. um is that um, the HR process is unkind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, said a mouthful there. <laughs> the oh. HR process um, is developed to rob you of your dignity, 
-hmm. and your self-esteem, folks. Yeah. Right. And listen, listen, that's not to say there's not wonderful people out there. I've had the opportunity to work with HR teams um, since leaving the military. Every position I've had has been part of an HR team. So I get to know the folks that are in HR. They're wonderful, wonderful human beings. I also know that every HR team I've been around is overtasked, meaning they've got way more to do for the number of people that's on that team. I'm sure that they would love to be a little bit more kind when they tell you that you're not the right candidate. I'm sure that they would love to be able to give you more feedback to help you grow, but they just don't have the time. Yeah. Um, but the it, weird thing is, is that, sorry for interrupting, but no, you're fine. like there, there are different experiences with different companies yes. where, yeah. where you get that, you kind of get the love more so than even for, even if you don't apply, you know, even if you don't end up, you know, making it to the next round, you know, like it is, like there are some companies that get it maybe more so than others that like, you know, people are assets and it behooves you to kind of, even if you don't end up hiring somebody to kind of leave a good impression on people that may end up working for you. Yeah. I, I met with one company and we spoke several times and it was nothing but pleasant experiences. They were really kind, generous, caring. Um, I really, I always say, right. That, People aren't complicated. We all want the same things. We want to be valued and respected, appreciated and heard. And I think that's true if you're in a relationship. I think that's true if you're uh, being supervised by someone. I think it's true if you're an applicant for a job. You want to be valued and respected, appreciated and heard. If you can walk away from the experience feeling like those things were true, even if you don't get the position, it's hard to walk away frustrating, frustrated. I had an experience with that company and it was wonderful. There was another company. I'm not exaggerating to you. I applied for, I hit submit for the position. This was early in the job seeking. I hit submit within an hour. I got a email that said, we're pursuing other candidates. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you didn't even have time to read my resume. What are you, what, do you just not like my name? Right. Why, why, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, it said the exact same thing, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, you definitely, like, you remember the places that kind of treated you with dignity and treated you with kindness, and you, at least I did, I, and uh, you'd think of them as like being like, oh, well, if this doesn't work out, maybe that's someplace to, to check next time, because it, I don't know, it just, you tr- treat kind of the least of, you know, the people that you, you deal with. I, I think it should give you some idea of, of how you treat, you know, the people that are actually in your organization. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I one of the other things is, um, you know what I learned, Chuck, is that the people you thought were going to check on you don't. And the people you didn't consider would actually do mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you go into a crisis mode like this or you you live your life and if you were to think okay if i went through this crisis who would be there who would check on me just a text or just a phone call every once in a while to to see how we're doing or something like that and um, the folks that i probably would have had on my list never checked in um, the folks that I wouldn't have put on my list are the people that were checking in with me regularly on through my through email, through text, through social media, just saying, hey, thinking of you, how are things going? Worried about you, praying for you. How are things? Um, to- just totally amazed me. So I say all of that to say this. Um, don't Don't overlook those folks. Like if it's been shown to you who really cares about you and checks on you like man don't take that for granted um it it takes a lot for a person to be able to set their life aside and truly care enough to reach out to you um i didn't ask your permission i'm going to share this story with you or with the folks uh in september i have a habit of 
disappearing for a week or two for my birthday. I've done it now for a few years. I like to just get away and think about life. Um, this year, it was about faith. It was about priorities. It was about what did I really want in life? What did I really want? How much money did I really need to make? Like, what were these goals I had set aside? So I um, I didn't do the podcast. I canceled, um, I think, a meeting with you. I um, was canceling some coaching sessions. And that night, like within five minutes, you called me and you just said, hey, is everything OK? And I said, yeah, why? What's do you remember this? Mm-hmm. I do. And, you, and, and I said, why? What's going on? You're like, well, I just, you know, you're just seeing, you're canceling some things here. And I, I just wanted to like seems like you're fading out or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I just wanted to make sure that everything was fine. And I was uh, had multiple feelings. One. I felt horrible that I had made you think that. Two, though, uh, I was literally moved. Like it was, I wanted to be valued, respected, appreciated, and heard. And you did that, my friend. But just one phone call, you reached out and was like, hey, is everything okay? And I said to you, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Like this is just what I do. I I am so sorry I didn't communicate that uh, in the right way. Yeah, everything's totally cool. This is just what I'm doing. Um, I'll never forget that. Like, don't take people like Chuck. Don't take people, folks, in your, don't take them for granted. Those mm-hmm. folks that are willing to put their life on pause to reach out to you um, and to make sure that you're okay. It It is, it is the greatest thing you can have in your life is friends that genuinely care about you and your happiness. Yeah, yes. Well, and I, and I mean... I don't know that you ever called me, but I don't even think you needed to call me. I mean, I think I just felt like you were kind of always there for me as this process was going on. And so, you know, I, I feel the same way. And this is somewhat related. And I think we've talked about this, but um, one of the things that I definitely will remember about this is like, there is nothing quite like being able to reach out to the people that you love and that love you and support you and have been so kind to you and so generous to you and be able to share good news with them and be able to thank them. And it is one of the best, at least for me, it is one of the best experiences of life. I did not want to take it for granted. I, I, savored it which i think is kind of a gross word but like i <laughs> i i just lived in that moment right lived in that moment yes of just saying like i appreciate that you know that you cared about me so much and like i have good news and i have you know like um and you know like people were so kind and people were so and you know like there were people like i go to the dog park almost every day and people, you know, like after a while, they just kind of stopped asking me, you know, like how the job search was going, <laughs> which I think was not that still here, that, huh, Chuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like I think there's a there's an emotional intelligence factor there that I think they were clued into. So, but like to be able to say, like, hey, you know, um, you know, the the elephant in the room is, you know, got up and walked out, like. Um, it's all good. And like I said, it's just, it's a really nice thing. And, and that's what's something that I don't think I, I definitely didn't realize. Um, Cause I guess, you know, it, I think it had been a kind of a while since I had um, had gone through something like that. And I, then I, again, like what we were talking, like it was amplified by how long it took, you know, like it wouldn't have been such a, you know, such a powerful thing. If it had been like, I'd been out of work three weeks, you know, like you found a job, right? Like, yeah, yeah no big deal. So um, I think it also helps you appreciate the, this job. Mm-hmm. Like there's okay. a lot of folks out there that have a place where they go to every day and they don't appreciate it. Yeah. They think the grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's some folks that are genuinely unhappy. There's some folks that are in places they shouldn't be at. Yeah. But there's also folks that are taking for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, 
where they're at. And folks, you just don't know how lucky you are to have something until it's taken away. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think we're both Chuck walking into new places, understanding that totally and not taking things for granted and being absolutely appreciative for, for what we got. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The last thing I'll, I'll, I'll mention here is just um, the last really good lesson learned is uh, be thankful that you didn't get the things you thought you wanted. Be thankful. I know that's a tongue twister, but be thankful that you did not get the things you thought you wanted. Um, I went on a couple interviews and I really thought I wanted them until I found this. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, man, I didn't want those like any way. Like I want, like I wanted this, you know, like, like this just seems perfect to me. I, those other things I was making excuses of why I could do them or why I would do them. Yeah, I can do it. Am I passionate about it? Um, you know, I can do it. It gets me out of this house. Don't I have to go find something? Isn't that what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. This is all before I, of course, decided to just, I figured out faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm thankful that I did not get the things I thought I really, really wanted. Yeah, I think those are, yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. I, I, I think. I was staring um, at you waiting for you to speak. I know exactly. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm going to the well and there is nothing there. <laughs> like I have scraped that thing. Plate. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I mean, I'm glad that we could share this stuff. I'm glad that again, you know, like it's, it is a kind of um, a microcosm of, of, you know, we get to share the good news with, with our listeners, you know, yeah. and, and, um, and thank you. Thanks for going on the journey with us for yeah. 11 months. You know, we tried to not make that a constant piece of conversation, right. Talking about not having employment. We only mentioned it probably a few times, but um, it was always there and in the background. And those of you that did reach out and offered, uh, you know, well wishes and support. Thank you so much. We greatly, we greatly appreciate it. And uh, I'm looking forward to the future, Chuck. You know, I, with this new position, this new uh, page in life, I'm not walking away from this podcast at all. In fact, I feel reignited. Like I'm more energetic now than I was before even. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm really ready to take this thing now to another level and mm-hmm. and keep having some conversations and extend that reach. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you know, like I think both of our both of our new jobs will introduce us to new people and yeah, new ideas and and perspectives. And so yeah, I think it's it is uh I think just the future is is bright in kind of all areas right now. Um, That's a good, that's a good place to be. Well, wonderful, my friend. Um, Anything else? You seem like you're talked out. Um, I I don't know that I've used all the words that you know. That that is literally, yes. I have them all. I have a fairly expansive list written down in front of me and I just scratched out the last one. um, No, I think this is good. And I think this might be maybe a little shorter. Maybe we'll get in under an hour this time. I don't know. So, um, but I'm so glad that we got, like I said, that we, we both, you know, are, are on this journey and that we're, you know, the podcast is a, is a big part of that journey. And um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good times ahead. Chuck, I'm happy for you. Thank you. I truly am, man. I'm happy that you found a great place. Um, and I'm really excited that I found my place uh, at the same time you found yours. I, 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 I don't know what, you know, what message to draw from that. Um, Folks, listeners, if you have a message that you think that sends, you send it to us. The sad thing is, is you know who really enjoys things like this? It's Canada. Like they are Canada. huge fans of, you know, coincidences or meaningful synchronicities. And again, they are just on the outside looking. In. 
I Chuck, I'm sad. Don't even get me going on this yeah, again. But I feel so bad for them. Right. All right. I can't even get into yeah, it. Yeah, we can't. We it's a, the rabbit hole's too deep at this point. Chuck, I'll go for another hour if you keep me. <laughs> don't do this, Chuck. <laughs> Uh, uh hey i'm really happy for you my friend congratulations uh folks thank you so much for listening we know you could have been doing some other things but you chose to to sit here with two goofballs as we just uh talk off the cuff and just figure life out together we we greatly appreciate it remember that we're always here to help you can email us um, reach out to us on social media go to the youtube uh channel now and and watch videos as Chuck posts them on there. And uh, we'd love to connect with you and hear from you. We're always here to help. Thank you so much. Talk to you next time.